Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, my kindred, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am Savanya Dracul, your host through this world of darkness. After the Coterie's captive was given an IV drip to heal and Everett's interrogation failed, Doris mesmerized him into confessing that he had been embraced by the children of Lilith, but did not know their plan. Evangeline discovered that the new kindred were likely addicts, and as Val staked him again to pause their questioning, they immediately realized that he had resisted healing. Such was his devotion to the cult. Has the trail gone cold? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. Val and Evangeline, you are both storming out of the police station at the same time, to the point where you're going through the front door at the same moment. What happens when you both get outside? Evangeline continues walking. She walks down the street. Percy is with her. She is not talking. She is walking alone. Great. So you're just taking a right or a left? I'm going to take a left so I don't have to cross the street. I'll Yes, I'll walk on the sidewalk. Yeah, so directly, so just to paint the picture for you, directly across from the police station is the Val Miller Family Protection Building. Yep. To the left, there's the Red Cell Building, and then you're moving down the street, and to the right, it's just... Yeah, which way am I houses. going down the street? Like, which way, what, what am I going towards, then? Am I going into... Long in the distance, if you were to walk for a good stretch, you would eventually get to the night church. Hmm. Yeah, I like the Nosferatu Quarter. Great, you're walking into the Nosferatu quarter. Costas is there in the Nosferatu quarter there. Yeah. Costas, Sister going. Kurt, there's some people over there. Val, what are you doing? You see Evangeline stalk off with Percy. Val just comes out and is just feeling ill about all of that. And yeah, embarrassed for having not clocked that he wasn't healing himself. And also kind of just rattled her all the way around. Mixed emotions about that. Wants to do her normal, like, I'm just going to stand in the front of the building of the sheriff's department. And now is looking at, like, a picture of herself. Not, no, we're not dealing with that. <laughs> so she's going to, 
I think she's going to walk all the way around the sheriff's department building to the back door, the, mm-hmm. the door that Troy let her out of, and just stand there next to the garbage. That's where she just wants to be for a bit to cool down. Great. You're just standing by a dumpster. Yep. Evangeline, do you have a specific end in mind for this walk? No. So you're just randomly walking. Correct. Taking turns at random, just letting your mind oh, reel? Oh, just a straight line. Uh if she hits like a a T (laughs) junction uh whatever looks nicer she's not going in any particular direction it's just like that's what i mean so it's just like you're just you're gonna walk in a straight line and as the streets force you to turn you'll just take whatever turn seems fine at the moment okay cool i will let you do that uh running through your head what's what are you thinking as you just are you just walking to not think you're just kind of going along with yeah just uh just doing um i would evangeline is just like feels extremely helpless right now Mm -hmm. um so it's just like move your body just fucking do something eventually something will happen does this drift into a run or does this stay a walk it is a very brisk walk okay yeah she's not running no she's not she's not running Okay, brisk walk. That's why I just wanted to confirm yeah. so we all we can all picture what's going on, which is which is a a breathable pace to a slightly exciting one for Percy because Percy is tiny. So Percy gets to like do a little bit of a jog. Yeah. It's comfortable. It's comfortable yeah. for Percy. <laughs> Good. Meanwhile, inside the interrogation room, you've come up with ideas for what could possibly happen next. Everett, what are you doing? I think Everett's rolling with this a little bit easier than the two who are outside just because He's he's got nothing to dwell on about this other than just the lost opportunity of more information. Mm-hmm. Um, this is likely what was going to happen to this guy. Um, yeah, you'd accepted a fate before the interrogation I, even started. You just hadn't shared that with anyone else. Yep, I had. Um, the, it's just a shame we didn't get more info out of him because the potential to do so was there. So... Yeah, just a, an unfortunate slip up in his judgment and that he didn't think of that possibility of someone refusing to accept or use the nutrients of blood to heal their supernatural bodies. He just didn't know that was possible. Um, in terms of next steps, the fact that uh, Jocelyn St. James, the woman with white hair, mm-hmm. collected him and brought him to us means that she might know more about where this uh for lack of a better term this facility where innocent people are brought in and are put through a program and are brainwashed and coerced into coming out as devoted fearful acolytes of lilith that bears following up but that's going to be such a goddamn gruesome conversation he doesn't even know how to get in touch with her Hmm. ever doesn't have a way of getting in touch with matthew either it's matthew contacts him if i remember correctly but matthew did call you tonight from a burner phone which would make you suspect that if you wanted to call him tonight on that number that's probably your best chance of being able to reach out to him through more formal yeah We also have Vladimir. You also have Vladimir who can pass along messages. Vladimir, we know, is, yeah, a proxy in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Very efficient, if I remember correctly. (laughs) We're like, (laughs) well, I wonder what Matt thinks of this. And then seconds later, like, 
he agrees. He's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> that, is, that is chilling. Um, <laughs> and also, I know he understands that everyone needs a minute to process this, like, gruesome, to, in some people's mm. minds, tragic, uh, uh, unexpected mistake, unexpected fuck up. But he needs everyone to get together to talk about everything we've learned. Because it can't just be him figuring it out. He knows yeah. we're we're better at figuring this stuff out together. Their knowledge of New Haven and what it is that like like the vampire condition and stuff like that. Like uh, he's just seen once again like a prime example of how he just does not get this stuff yet. Mm -hmm. So he is formulating follow up questions in his mind based on the information we got. He's also waiting for the other two to come back. Mm -hmm. If hoping like if they come back, uh, uh, and uh, uh, I think also maybe just chatting with Doris uh, is Doris kind of sticking around mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. uh, then yeah, ever ever would be um, would be saying uh, um, I think uh, I think leveraging uh, Mister Arden is worth a shot if you uh, if you do believe he could be of use to us here and now. I don't know, sir, but I'd love to speak more to him. I've been wanting to all day. All right, and uh, you had a drink there. Are you are you good in terms of holding general urges in check? It's been a taxing day on you, especially as much as I can be. Frankly, sir, today has been very interesting. All right, I just don't want you going in talking to that guy without. I'm everything at your disposal. I don't, I don't want you being shorthanded and dealing with him unless he's in the, the event that he's not on the level with us. I believe he is. I believe he's not. <laughs> but <laughs> Thank you for I, your honesty, sir. I can't, and with all due respect, I believe you're wrong. I can't. Uh, and I, I can't tell you why I believe it. It's just a feeling I got. So it's not evidence. That's what I normally would go for. But I got nothing. So if you think he's safe to talk to about this kind of stuff, I say go for it. I got to get my head together about all this and try to figure out what to do next. We can't let the Malkavians keep running roughshod over New Haven, sir. They're actively flaunting your authority. Yeah, but they're doing it in a way that if I come down on them publicly in any way, it just makes us look like nasty aggressors he's out there giving blood to his people his people sir nobody else's people no one else is getting daily blood do you really think the other clan leaders would enjoy hearing that hmm that's a good point no one likes other people getting special treatment all right well we'll take that into consideration as well go on talk to mr arden i got a lot to think about and i don't want to make any choices until everyone's back at the station and we can Hash it all out. Right. Lovely. Doris, you yes. leave the interrogation room where Everett is currently sitting with a corpse, thinking very sternly, <laughs> and you cross over to the jail cell portion. So you move across the central area of the kind of open concept office portion and into the cells. You see Michael Arden has built himself an elaborate setup. You're not even sure where he's getting materials. Your guess would be Troy has helped him raid the evidence locker for things that are not needed for active cases. So it is a setup that 
seems a little soulless to you in terms of magic. There's not a lot of personality. There's not a lot of flair. Mm -hmm. It's much more scientific and to the point. There is the cot, which has a miniature coffin on it that's the exact size of a cot. It doesn't look comfortable, but you think Michael Arden could squish up and kind of fit inside it. Uh, And Otherwise, he's got casting other ritual elements. And he turns to you still wearing exactly the same clothes. Vampires don't sweat. And unlike the department, he has not getting shot regularly or anything else that would require fixing of the uniform. He just says, how can I help you, Doris? I would like to speak to the dead. Is that a thing we can do? No. (laughs) (laughs) But why do you want to speak to the dead? Because I just tried to speak to somebody and he killed himself. He would have been very useful. But that's interesting. That's cults for you. Yes. The pyramid is a curse on this earth. House Tremere must get out from under it. But there are ghosts. I don't know if we could summon him. What information did you need from this dead man? That's an excellent question. You might need to ask my boss. Let's go speak to your boss. (laughs) And they both come back across and open the door to the interrogation room. Hello, boss. What do you need to know from the dead man? Oh, uh. <laughs> Wait. Oh, God. I okay. love it. Uh, Michael Arden's cell door is open. Yeah. He's just allowed to go in and out. So he's just wandering around the sheriff's department. Uh. We, uh, uh we don't have any, uh, I think, ad- additional questions right now. It was just, uh, uh we will, we wished we could have spoken to him more later after, uh, Yes, but what did you want to know? It's kind of time-sensitive, depending on the things you need to know. All right. Uh, uh, <laughs> the man uh, described the physical appearance of uh, a couple people, but not what they uh, spoke or sounded like. Uh, uh, it occurred to me after the fact that I would like to know the voices that he heard. Um, he spoke about uh, a general overarching uh, uh, creed of spreading the gnat and, and embracing the gnat, but not having a mission specific to New Haven. And so I wanted to know if he, what his specific instructions were about New Haven. Um, God, he, uh, uh, he talked about, uh, um, being kidnapped and programmed. And I wanted to know more about that process. And, and if he saw other people pass the program in faster than him or people, fail it so to speak and i suppose perish uh i wanted to understand what kind of person makes it from one end of this to the other and if there's any way back i wanted to understand why this is happening to the people of new haven he was he was brought here for us to interrogate but he's just like a number of other people who uh we found here they were on the outskirts of the city, but a bunch of them fled inside. A bunch of them came from out from inside of the city to, to join in on a fight on the outskirts. So they're here. They're embedded already. But there doesn't appear to be a mission specific to New Haven. He didn't know who I was on the sheriff. I imagined I would be a target. But if I'm not, who is or what is? So you may have stopped this plan a moment too soon to know exactly what is happening. All I was really looking for was a beat to kind of collect my thoughts so we could resume questioning later tonight, another night. But when we put him back under by staking him, didn't realize he had the uh, 
well, the ability to refuse the healing that blood gives vampires. That is indeed a brave and strange thing for a vampire to do. The only thing I can offer with my magics is to, as they say, illuminate the trail of the prey. I can show you, if we follow the trail, where this vampire has been for the last 24 hours. But the longer we wait, the closer that time is to now. If ever does a bit of quick math in his head, how much of that past 24 hours has been occupied by the moment Jocelyn St. James brought him to us up to this moment, that chunk of time? You were about halfway through tonight. So you started with a gunfight. So we halfway through last night. But the gunfight... And if you remember what this guy said, can you roll me, uh, I would just say, a wits and awareness or a wits and investigation. Oh, so that's more than one die. Oh, yeah, please roll them all. You're going to go out more. You're going to go more for this. Wits and you say awareness? Yeah. Okay. Three successes. Three successes is enough. You do remember during the talk that the late, I think it was, what was it? Ben. Ben Chris Gouter. Yeah. Uh, he stated that he had been turned into a chosen one and was waiting, and then they were attacked. That attack, assuming that was the fight with the loyalist Nostra, yeah. was at the beginning of tonight. So for half of last night, Ben was somewhere mm. outside of town. Okay. Right. Um, well, that's good, sir, isn't it? Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's worth following up. This... Uh, magic of yours is there any kind of cost or requirement or is it something you can do right now i have to use my own blood and a white ribbon but i have a white satin ribbon i am prepared uh, and he goes back to his cell and comes back with a white satin ribbon uh all right uh go ahead and and start uh i just need to radio a couple people and i'm just gonna step out and let give him the room to do what he needs to do Great. Doris, are you leaving or are you staying? Hell no, I'm staying. <laughs> I figured. I see shit. I want to learn this. Greetings, children of the night. It is I, Count Vlad von Lestat, drinker of blood, keeper of the chronicle, and all around the spooky dude. I used to host the blood and syrup, but now I spend all of my time in the Dum Dums and Dragons Patreon. Yes, for just the cost of one dollar, one, ah, ah, ah. You can join the Patreon, get into the Discord, and talk to other fans about everything that's happening in your favorite shows. Alternatively, at higher levels, you can get ad-free feeds. You can add names and locations to the shows, or at the $25 level, you can even create your own NPC of darkness, or light, or whatever various lighting solution you want. You create your character, and they appear in one of our shows, causing all forms of shenanigans, and your name ends up in the credits. It's a pretty sweet deal. In any case, join our Patreon of Darkness at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Sleep well, children of the night. Ah, ah, ah. Spooky. So you see Michael Arden take out his ribbon and slash his wrist with a ritual dagger and pour the blood over the ribbon so that it, it soaks in it. And over the next 10 minutes, you see him just muttering and whispering and the ribbon is blowing back and forth in the blood and he is 
pouring it. He is like draping it across the shoulders of the body inside the harness mm. and then holding it over. And then at the very end of it, I got to roll his dice for this. That is, whoa, shit. Oh, fuck me. Oh, no. At the end of it, he lights the ribbon ablaze. And the test of this particular magic is if it burns even though it's wet, the magic has worked. But you actually watch the fire burn up the ribbon and then travel up his arm and up and into his mouth. And you see flames inside his eyes as his messy success takes <gasps> hold. And he says, I have his spirit inside me. I don't know for how long. Get your boss. Uh, and she's just going to yell, Everett! <laughs> During this 10 minutes, have I been able to take the opportunity to radio? Oh, 100%. Okay. Like, you, why don't we do the radio conversations you've had with each of the people <laughs> who aren't in this room, sure. and then we can resolve where they are. Val, okay. you're by a dumpster yep. uh, out back in the building. Everett, you radio over. <laughs> uh, uh, just, uh, uh, Miller, uh, uh, Michael Arden says he's got some way to track where Ben has been for the past 24 hours, so, uh, trail's not cold yet and i know we made a stupid mistake tonight but are you ready to get back into this yeah sure sure if i'm just out back i'll begin come on in we're gonna be hunting tonight most likely over and out i'm just gonna come back inside right yeah you just come back inside and meet him and then i'm imagining you radio evangeline officer clark come in uh yeah sheriff uh look i don't don't know where you went off to and then I don't, I don't mind that you left, but we, we need you to come back. Uh, there's more going on with this case. We, uh, we might be able to track Ben's whereabouts for the past 24 hours. Magically. You, just, you literally hear a sigh. <laughs> it just comes in as I'm like a... <sighs> All right, I'll be there in... How long have I been out for this really like, it's been about five minutes you've five been like a five minute brisk walk so if you turn back around you'll be back in five um <sighs> if you want five minutes of like a, a more casual walk to catch your breath be there in 10 yeah um give me 15 minutes if you if you leave before i get there just tell me where you're heading and i'll catch up all right. All right. We'll see you in 15. If not, we'll see you somewhere else. Also, I'm in the Nosferatu quarter. I'm not that far away. Well, good. So you know where I am. <laughs> Thank you. Val, is there anything you want to add to that conversation? It did take place on the radio. Oh. Nope. Perfect. All right. You're on your way back. What are you planning to do with your extra minutes, Evangeline? Uh, Evangeline's just going to, like, find... I was going to say, you are, during your walk, within range of a store called Jason's Food and Stuff that is noted for serving human food. (laughs) You could get yourself a human snack. Um, Yeah. Is it just kind of like a general, like, like a corner store type grocery stuff or like a basic... What or like would, a bodega it, it, or like because a, it's run by a vampire who's very excited to be serving human ah. food uh let's just say it's unpredictably stocked okay what would Fun. you like what would be your like <laughs> snack of choice in a moment like this uh, 
I know this isn't a big question, but is, <laughs> is this an ice cream moment for Evangeline? Is it like sweet or savory? Do you know what? Ice cream feels too indulgent. Great. For like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just for like what? Just for the darkness happened. of this time, yes. like it feels, it's ice cream is a happy thing, or or a like a I'm heartbroken thing. Not like the world is a mess and I have to live in this shit That's kind too of bad thing. That the McDonald's is an hour away. I know <laughs> that, that would be would have perfect, been perfect for this situation. <laughs> Do you want a burger then? Does that um, feel? Does that feel right? This almost she kind of wants to like punish herself a little bit. So if there's like kind of a street meat thing where they got those like freaking like mm. hot dogs that you have no idea how long they've been out. Oh, I mean, on the roller? On the roller. That oh, sounds yeah. like the most human food of <laughs> yeah. all. If you were to go into a store and be like, meat. humans like this. Yeah. You'd be like, they're still there. They're good. Not enough. So they must be selling because for a vampire, you'd be like, there's so many spaces for hot dogs. They'd all be full if it wasn't there. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's selling out. Mm-hmm. So you have just three incredibly overcooked hot dogs that you could choose from among yeah. those. Cool. I was going to make it roll, it's... but that's gross enough. Now you get that. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Great. And then she's just going to go outside, find a nearest bench, and just like sit and eat this. And just like, she's got a little like kind of tr- like a small treat pouch that she keeps in one of her pockets mm-hmm. for Percy, obviously. And so she's just going to like alternate kind of like treats, have him do some tricks, take little chunks of the hot dog off, throw it to him. Got it. Percy's here. You're not eating dog treats. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, no. the, last, the last piece I was missing is like, right, yes, okay, he's that. here. Got it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, you're yeah. feeding the hot dog and me. the treats to Percy or you're eating hot yeah. dog? Percy's no, doing a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Okay. With your humanity at its current level, I think you have to do some work to eat food, correct? I have that in my notes. and I cannot remember if it went away. What is your current level of humanity? We'll just look at this. I thought it was that she can drink stuff still, but she can't eat food anymore. She can't eat it. Because you can't eat it. I could eat it. Can you roll me a composure plus stamina? Because I got to say, this does feel like something she would have just. Like she's not thinking that she can't. 100%. That's why I had to follow up where I was like, "Eh." Uh, composure and what? Stamina. Oh, two. It's two attributes. attributes. Okay. Listen, I'm just reading the rules. I didn't write them. Okay. I mean, I wrote a lot of bad the ones that I made. Yeah, up, I was but this say, is, you did write some. This, not these ones. <laughs> this is book three test. successes. Difficulty three. So you successfully eat and digest the food. No random barfing hot dogs onto your dog. Oh, <laughs> fun. I mean, he probably wouldn't have minded. <laughs> no, he would have been cool with it. Dogs honestly, are, I think it's gross. <laughs> for that specific hot dog, it was probably a composure plus stamina for anyone to eat it. So <laughs> don't, don't worry. It's not about being a vampire. Uh, you do successfully have your trick time and your treat time. Cool. And your self-punishment treat time before you wander back to the station. Mm-hmm. Do you feel any better after that? No. Perfect. All right. So you're on your way back to the station. <laughs> Meanwhile, inside the station, as the 10 minutes are up, you, Doris, burst out of the interrogation room. I don't even think I leave the interrogation open room. The door, I think I just, yeah. yeah, you just hear, Everett! Well, uh, what? I'm turning around. I, like, whip around. He, it, This is it. He's betrayed us. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it happened. <laughs> Hand on my hip for uh, the revolver. No. Oh man, and Val is like very stupid. He's going for his gun. We're like, oh. <laughs> Mr. Fry, flames in his eyes. You need to come hear this. I'll come running over. What What the hell is, is this the ritual? There's something more that happened. I was too powerful. You get to ask the ghost six questions. God. I want to be clear. Talking to ghosts is not possible. Yeah. This trailing, sp- I mean, there's probably like a ghost supplement I didn't read where you can buy it and read it. <laughs> 
But there is this rule that lets you illuminate the trail of prey. He cast the ritual mm-hmm. and got 11 successes. <gasps> what? And Jesus a messy success. And that is why he is possessed by the ghost of <laughs> Ben Chris Count Gouter. So Doris he is, is going to be his protege. Yeah, he is standing there with just flickering flames in his eyes, just like ho- vibrating as he stands. Oh, fuck. God, God damn. Damn it. This is not what we asked for. I don't have my six. Uh, 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 um, can you describe the voices of the right hand of Lilith and their chosen? And the moment you ask this, Michael Alden's body just collapses on top of the corpse on the chair and his shoulders shift lower in the same way and his legs just bend their way out unnaturally to match the body underneath. And he just looks up at you and and says, just sort of average the side one coughed the other chosen ones from before they didn't speak much uh, uh, who who coughed one of the chosen ones that's a, another question fuck oh yeah He's just kind of rocking and just subtly as though a wind is affecting him or he's on a boat on top of this corpse. And as you look at Michael Arden's eyes, you are just seeing fire inside them. There's no pupil. There's just fire. Uh, Who who was your target when you were sent to New Haven, to the outskirts of New Haven? I wasn't sent to the outskirts of New Haven. That's where the pen was. If that's outside New Haven, I became a chosen one in the same place as the ritual, in the same place as the pen. Then more of us, they turned the others, more chosen ones, sent to scout, to see the night, to taste the night, to be the night. Then gunfire, then the attack. Where was the pen? Describe it. Describe what it looked like outside. Describe what it looked like inside. The pen was in a basement. If I had to guess, it was formerly a pool. Something emptied of water, but the tile still there. Six feet, seven feet, ten feet. Labeled clearly. Fenced in. Barbed wire at the top. Next to it, a locker room. Ancient, ruined. The ritual took place at its center. Large cauldron, unknown metal. Feed was thrown down. Outside, I didn't see the buildings for long enough. I, I don't know what the exterior looks like. Everything was so bright. Everything was so shiny, new. Uh, uh. What What was the plan if the pen was compromised? The pen could not be compromised. We ate the last. The others had been sacrificed. A change. Something urgent. Something that forced the hand to move. Where did the hand move to? I do not know. 
And that's and six, the fire I think just pours forth out of Michael Arden's down flows from his eyes down to his hands and blasts outward, scorching the floor of the interrogation room before he staggers to his feet and says, Well, that was no <laughs> We both had new interesting experiences today. I also can see the white trail. If you want to know where he was in the last 24 hours, I can do so. Yes, yes. Let's go then. Uh, uh, Everett wants to go downstairs and grab Good Boy. Sure. Just for assuming that this guy was at the pen for more than 24 hours so it's going to lead to a place and then he's basically going to stop where it's going to be a, mm. a white trail meandering a s- small mm-hmm. area he wants just the enhanced sensory of good boy to help with some additional tracking so he's going to get uh, uh how how is um ben dressed the, the the body the body the body same same thing he's wearing earlier he's got like the the henley on that's stained and dirty he's wearing jeans he's got cheap sneakers like he's just dressed normally his corpse is a goddamn mess yeah. but mm-hmm. he's dressed normally sneakers would be strong then so yeah he's gonna take a shoe mm-hmm. uh, uh and just um evidence locker or something like that just like ziploc bag put the shoe in it and sure. that's gonna be that's gonna be the scent for once we're there mm-hmm. to give to good boy great you step out. You've got this gear. Is anybody else collecting anything before you go? Val, is there anything you want to bring? Man, I think Val's will bring a bulletproof vest, shotgun, and then get in the car. Great. Just in case. Doris, is there anything you want to say to Michael during this transitional period after this magic? I, well, I think I'm going to say um, uh, I have two things to say. One, I'm getting my tarot deck. And two, would you like a cup of tea after that ordeal? I very much would. This was weird. <laughs> yeah, she's going to just like run up to her attic. I uh, didn't expect to have a cultist set up shop in my brain. Yeah, she's going to run You're up. already gone. He's yeah. just yeah. saying that to himself. Emphatically tapping a table before him. <laughs> yeah, she's going to get him a cup of tea and she's going to grab her tarot deck. Awesome. Everybody's got their gear. Evangeline, you arrive back with Percy. Perfect. You see Val, who's ready the quickest, realistically, is throwing a vest on and grabbing a shotgun, and Mm -hmm. she's good to go. Val, what do you say to Evangeline when she returns? Um, Welcome back, Clark. Fucking weird magic shit, but we've got a trail to follow. Okay. Okay. All right, you have five people and a dog. Yeah. What's our vehicle situation? Everett will drive with good boy in the car, and it might be safest if that's the only two people in All the right. car. Mm-hmm. Everett and good boy are in squad car one. Squad car two. Has Val driving. Val, great. I'm assuming I'm babysitting squad. Great. So you have four people in <laughs> yep. your vehicle. We unfortunately have to put Michael Arden in the front seat because he knows the way Correct. we're going. And he's the only one who can see the magical Perfect. trail. Yep. All right. Doris is behind him, just kind of like hands gripping the back of his seat, <laughs> just like peppering him with questions as the as they keep driving. Right. Percy's belted in the middle seat then and I'll be on the left. Great. And Michael sitting in the front just says, I will point where the trail leads. Follow my finger. And he will just... <laughs> 
point because the challenge for him is especially if you're moving at car speed is he can just see a trail and it's unmoving it is a thin white smoky trail that he has to follow and he has to follow exactly the route the person took mm-hmm. through the day huh. so it's gonna take a bit it is gonna take a bit um there's uh, okay never mind what were you gonna say uh it's maybe like too abstract but is it possible to l- abandon the trail because you know where it's going to lead for now and just go to where you l- you first pick this person up and then pick the trail up from there? As in, could you walk there because you the know whole, the exit route? Is if, the whole thing lit does, up or is it one like, step Does Val have to drive to Ripcord? Or, sorry, we didn't take him to Ripcord. Sorry, does, does Val have to um, uh, uh, follow the trail that we took mm. to like bring him back here or mm. can she just go to... The outskirts, the outskirts yeah. and be like, okay, where is he from here? If Val thinks to okay. just go there, I uh, yeah. could just go there because this just tracks the route. So the trail would still right. extend behind him. It's as well. honestly oh, okay. not as much of a big deal now that I remember that we didn't have him in the backseat all the mm. way to Ripcord. Yeah. Right, like, right, right. We don't have to do a whole circuit. We actually did travel pretty directly, directly Doris to the outskirts yeah. from the police station. So it's not yeah. as big a deal as I thought it was initially. Okay, let's see how well he does. So many dice magic man he's a powerful mage uh and he is starting to get lost in the traffic but you know where you ended up outside of the city which makes things a lot easier you just go there and And it'd be really funny to make you roll for that but no you know where you were earlier (laughs) and i crashed my car like barney (laughs) (laughs) oh my god okay now to follow the trail okay Oh, he has one, two, three, four, five, six. He has eight successes and the difficulty was six. So this is an exact trail that he can follow. So once you all get out of your vehicles outside of the Malkavian quarter and you start wandering around, you were just watching Michael Ottenby. No, not there over here. And then he's just wandering along and you're watching him just kind of like it's a it's it's a pretty regal stride, actually. Like he is a very dignified person, uh, despite appealing to Doris more than anyone else in the party. So we all know Doris dignified. loves gremlins. It's fine. But he's he's a much more like stead stoic figure. Touchstones. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> he's not Troy. I'm saying if you were to go Marjorie. on a scale from zero to Troy, he's a zero. I think Marjorie was described for as a potato of a woman. <laughs> yes. Correct. Yes, Correct. Yes. And I struggle to not say it every time I mention Marjorie. I love her. Uh, but he leads you through a bit of a meandering path, and it takes you a moment to realize as you are following. This wouldn't make as much sense to Evangeline. Uh, or Doris necessarily, this would make more sense to Everett and Val, which is because Michael Arden has to follow his exact path. He's actually following back through somebody running through a gunfight at super speed. So a lot of this becomes this weird thing of like him circling between sides of alleys in just these strange straight lines Mm -hmm. that seem super long. Val, can you roll me a wits and... uh, Do do you have like a bounty hunting skill that we've had stand out? Is it investigation? Is it... uh, um... See, we use words. Streetwise, or I can do streetwise with kindred boost. Yes, yes, that's it. That's it. Streetwise with kindred. Okay. Oh, it's a messy successy. Four successes. Oh, messy successy. I'm going to say just because this is your ability to like recognize something, Mm -hmm. this is you realizing when. When you heard from the loyalist Nostra that these vampires were fast. Yeah. 
you only now are looking at this pattern and it makes no sense to anybody else because they haven't fought people with higher level celerity. This is someone who, despite the fact that he's only two days old, was able to teleport like 50 feet in a snap. Fuck. He was able to just go from one place to another. Like the level of speed here is shocking. And if we're thinking about the children of Lilith that we fought and those people with powerful and powers, it seems like this vampires that made him was maybe a higher they're blood always going to be one they have to be one generation above right but to have these kinds of powers as a new vampire you the blood strong. potency of the vampire that made them is high correct fuck okay so that's, so that's just, why he was so strong Jesus. Yeah. so you are looking that's why he could out wrestle you it's yep. why there was a certain level of determination you were also seeing like a real souped up kid yeah. Born for two days and has the equivalent of like a Captain America body compared to yeah. the regular kind of military forces. So broken brain, dangerous body. Uh, this puts you on higher alert as you are going through this. But I think the messy success he is just realizing like, oh, you may have got there early, but bad, dangerous, yeah. whoever's whoever's in charge. And of even this. that's why this fight was so brutal, even though they said they outnumbered them at first because 20 nose round five of these makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then more, more, you know, reinforcements showing up from the city. Like, you're realizing the the loyalist notes are probably very lucky yeah. that they didn't take a shitload mm. of casualties because if it had started at a level playing field, they would have got fucked. They would have just gotten mm. rolled over. Yeah, line if they if they did the line to line like frontal assault, they'd have been rolled over in a heartbeat. Yeah, and I mean these that's the same way we felt when we got attacked at the correct. <sighs> Fuck. When the heavies close in, it's bad. Yeah. So you continue to follow this trail uh, until you come to an abandoned rec center that you are seeing. Just a small, dilapidated community rec center. Is there a certain way you want to approach? They, uh, Michael Arden is just following a trail into this building. He can just confirm that it goes into this building. Oh, I'm going to try. I'm uh, hold up before we go any further. Um, just looking at the tracks and the way that this vampire was moving. This fucking two-day-old vampire had teleportation and was strong enough to resist me hmm. which just means whatever blood they got given that turned them is more powerful of a vampire than any of us and any of the vampires that turned us i don't okay. know if they're high enough to be an elder who the fuck knows but the... if we walk in there and we meet any other vampires it's not going to be an even fucking fight the right hand of lilith with three Chosen to stand by them. It could be an elder and then just... What does that mean exactly? <laughs> how, to, how to explain this exactly? How to explain this? Uh, I will do a loose version of this and then we'll just let you do the closing sentence. As Great, though you'd explain you. an idea yeah. and then it'll <laughs> let people ask any questions they want. We're going to dive deep into the world of darkness lore. Which I change quite readily. Uh, so how how vampire elders function in this world is rather than the idea. Traditional vampires that you see in a lot of kind of media are the longer you are a vampire, the stronger you get. The more you vampire, the better you are at it. Vampire the Masquerade has some of that, which is you can get better at the skills that you have. Okay. You can master those abilities. So like, But your starting point and your maximum kind of stay the same. Okay. Vampires at the very beginning are loosely believed to have come from Cain, 
this term Canaanites gets used for everybody, which means Cain and Abel. We're talking all the way back in, in biblical times. Cain murdered Abel and was cursed to walk the earth forever. So he was the first generation of vampires. The most powerful, the most dangerous, absolutely fucking crazy. Then it worked its way down in Vampire the Masquerade lore until there were a number of uh, a number of vampires who had kind of existed, and then they all kind of turned on each other and started their own sects. So the idea of all of the clans right now, originally there was one Bruja. His or her childer became that entire clan. They were passing on from these original vampires, which were known as antediluvians because they came before the flood again christian bible Mm. is this all canon i'm gonna say it's mythology in the vampire Mm -hmm. world it's been a while there's people are going to have absorbed myths of various religions along the way to kind of explain these things so the idea of an elder means you're talking people of way higher generations than you and the way that that would function is the amount of power in an older vampire's blood is exponentially larger so the idea Mm. is you can rouse and add one die and if you're looking at the mechanical effect an elder could rouse and add three Mm-hmm. For the same blood cost. Uh, they also mm-hmm. have the ability to use lower level uh, abilities and rouse using multiple dice. And if any of them are positive, it doesn't burn power in their blood. So when you're dealing with an elder, we're talking faster, stronger, more effective. They heal better. They fight better. And they can enhance their abilities better. Plus, they've had hundreds in some cases, thousands of years to hone their abilities. Jeez. So the majority of vampires that you're going to deal with are not going to be super high, like high generation elders. You guys are probably about 13th generation is where most vampires of Mm -hmm. the modern age fit. Uh, If you get deep into it, if you guys were to make like if you guys were to sire vampires and they were to sire vampires, you go to like 14th and 15th generation, you get to the point of like thin bloods where they're not quite vampires or they're not quite mortals. And there's a whole bunch of inter Camarilla bullshit about this. Like basically the Camarilla, Doris would know this, Val would know this. Just like thin bloods are a problem. You do not want them around. When you are at the low level, don't make more vampires. Uh, and the only way to increase your generation once you are made a vampire is to eat older vampires and absorb their souls. Ooh. It turns you more evil uh, and it makes you more powerful because you can gain a portion of their blood potency, which is why it's like eating a vampire is the highest crime in the Camarilla right? because it's what happened to the founders of most of these clan yeah. households. You, Everett, can you roll me a wits and a cult? <laughs> so the strictest laws are like made by the people in power. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, that makes sense. Whoa, it's almost like it mirrors real life. What? One success. One success. Everett, you have had a brush with this. Yeah. And I would say you just remember it as a brush, but you remember the time you were eating a vampire and you ended up seeing mm-hmm. like their essence and almost absorbing it. That's right. Yep. And you realize that is the difference between drinking from a vampire and diabolizing a vampire okay. to gain their power. At this point, Val, having explained all of this, sums it up with one tight little Val sentence. I think that's the most I've fucking talked in a while. But basically, (laughs) we go in there. If we run into any of those fucking powerful vampires, we don't have a chance. So we should be fucking careful about it. Okay. Uh, The, uh, the spirit, ghost, I don't know, soul of man in Michael's body said... That the right hand had moved on and vacated. It was an emergency and he had to leave. Right. The place should be abandoned, but give me a second. I got a way to maybe double check. 
So do I. Well, let's hear it. Mine is a phone call. What's yours? Because I know it's not a phone call. <laughs> and she, she just kind of goes, Ugh. Um, I mean, I have sensed the unseen. Mm-hmm. So, a spell. All right. Quick, easy. Easy then? Yes. All right, yeah, go for it. Um, what's one, two, three? Uh, it's one success. One success. Uh, you do not sense anything very strong or magical in your direct area, but you do not know if that reads over the whole building or it could be a trap. Okay. Um, she's going to kind of like hold out her hands and just kind of grimace a little bit and just say, I think it's been a harder brain day than I thought. Take it easy. It's fine. Uh, I want to take out my phone, go to Recents, and see if I can identify uh, Morpheus Mobius's phone number when they called me. Okay, can you roll me a Wits and Technology? Yep. Three successes. Three successes is enough. You remember that your last call was from Matthew Theobald. Mm-hmm. And the call before that, that was unknown, because you have a bunch of others labeled in your phone, yeah. was the Morpheus Mobius number. Right. So I scroll down to that one and hit uh, uh, call, just call back. Hello? Morpheus, it's uh, Sheriff Fry. Do you have the money for me? You know we've got plenty of time for that still. Yeah, but you could give it to me today. That would be cool. Well, that's not what I'm calling about. I'm calling about the uh, the fight that took place on the outskirts of New Haven. We're, uh, we're back out here investigating and uh, came upon a uh, an abandoned rec center here. Do okay. You, do you and your folks uh, uh, scope it out yet? I know this is now an area that we've uh, allowed you to, uh, or rather, recommended you stay in. Did anybody else check the rec center? You just hear Morpheus <laughs> yell away from their phone. Yeah, we looked at it, but that place was too spooky. No, no, thank you. <laughs> oh, hold on, what, what do you mean, spooky? Do you have... I'm saying, you want a locker room full of blood, you can have it. I want to get blamed for crimes I committed, not shit that's already there. Damn it. All right, thanks. I'll just hang up. Sounds like an abandoned ritual to me. Yeah. I'd love to see it. Abandoned is good for us. Ritual I do not lack because I do not understand enough about any of this shit. I don't want to... I mean, it scared off Morpheus there and their crew. Okay, we're... Sorry, can I just interrupt for a sec? Yeah. We're talking about this like we're going to do this by ourselves, but all the other clans want the children of Lilith gone, right? Except maybe the Malkavians and Horatio Sundrop. But mm. I'm just saying, isn't this something that we would call in backup for? Backup as in more uh I'm saying basically mortal officers? No, I'm talking about the clans. Mm. I don't think Madre wants children of Lilith here. Mm. I don't think Kevin LaFleur does. I I'm just saying Yeah, it might be Something to unite the clans behind an enemy that we all fucking hate. And that's against the Camarilla and kindred kind as a whole. So you are all left standing outside with a big question to answer. Which is, do you get the clans involved? Because it could unite them. Or do you not? 
because they could step all over the investigation and you don't know who in New Haven is already a part of the cult. This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of players Tyler Hewitt, Claire Blackwood, Del Borovic, and Laura Hamstra, alongside storyteller Ryan LaPlante. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Blood and Syrup's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com. That's D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ad breaks use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. For all things Dum Dums and Dice, including merchandise and how to join our Patreon, you can visit dumdumdice.com or find us on social media at dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Sleep well, my kindred. Sleep well in this world of darkness. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn1138, Alorraine Okapi, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia De Los Hoodless, Squishy Werewolf, Remy Funky Head, Nomad, the wise paladin of the Badlands, Accent Therapeutic Services in Florence, Kentucky, Lale, Shulzari, Gus Schreider, The Long Family, Jordan Oliver, Richard Wright, Brittany Fenwick, Alex Parr, Old Man Mojo, Dragonfly, The Body Barrelers, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.